wings, listen up. Today's run is vitally important to our cause. Set your frequencies to Dice Time, a Star Wars Legion podcast and part of the Legion Academy Collective. Your lead wing captain today will be Ben Gedron, and your support ship leader will be Paul Watson. Let's show them what we're made of, Rebels. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dice Time. I'm Ben Dretchen, and with me is no Paul Watson. So I'm just by myself today. I had to do a solo job because we have, uh, you know, we had to. We decided to go to the uh, divide and conquer route because we needed to get some money ready before Gen Con. We got a lot of uh, we got a lot of bills that we got to pay, and we got a lot of stuff we want to get. So uh, I took on one bounty job. He took on another bounty job, and we'll check in with him later and see how his uh, how his worked. But uh, I scored both of my bounties, and they're both right here. I was going to see about interrogating them here. So I'll go ahead and introduce who we have today. Um, with me is uh, my uh, expertly caught. They definitely didn't just surrender with no fight. Uh, Matt Evans from the Indy Garrison and Adam Slaber. How's it going, guys? It's going, it's going good. Yeah, going great. Awesome. Well, uh, I'll go ahead and unbinder you here, just because I feel like you're uh, you're not going to put up any kind of fight, at least while we're recording. You wouldn't you wouldn't do that while we're recording, would you? Wouldn't dream I, of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't bite unless you're not looking. Uh, right. So if I just look at you the whole time, then we're good. But maintain eye contact. <laughs> so today we're uh, we're talking about store tournaments. You know, we've we the official season started in May, and we've so it's already been like four months or so that's or three months i can count months handful of months that store tournaments have been a thing now back we're, we're finally back in a full season and it feels like home like it feels like pre-covid like we're back to we're back to store tournaments we're back to winning in world invites it's uh it feels like it did several years ago do you guys do you guys agree i wasn't playing that long ago so oh, well, yeah, i'm not sure <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I obviously didn't read your dossier. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, Adam's kind of jumping in. This is kind of a whole new world for him, jumping oh, back into the season. But I, I, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Ben. I think it it does feel like getting back into the season of uh, jumping through different tournaments, trying to get win through local leagues. A lot of regular, small, local, organized play groups are back, and so yeah, it feels great. So, Adam, how long have you how long have you been playing? So, now? I've been playing since. January of last year, so okay. it was so yeah, year and a half. So just before start tournaments weren't a thing anymore because they didn't weren't doing anything at Gen Con or at Adepticon that year. Right. Um. Yeah. That that Adepticon that jeezy. Um. That Adepticon <laughs> was my uh, first um tournament. So yeah. Okay. We've only gone up from there. That's awesome. So then, yeah, this is this is a whole new scene for you. And uh, for Matt, it's you know this is kind of like. Reck reckoning back to the old days, but it's also kind of it feels different to me as well. But it also still gives me the nostalgia of the uh, of like years past when FFG did these events. So I've 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 got a healthy mix of both right now. Absolutely. So the two events that we had this month that I attended were well that all of us actually attended at least one. Uh, were we had the. Uh, Muncie, Indiana. We had that one up first, and then two weeks after, which would have been this past weekend as of recording, uh, we just had Dayton, Ohio, in my my new ho my, my new home store. 
It feels bad. These are both my home store. I don't know how. I feel like I feel just like I'm deceiving the other one by calling the other one a home store. One's a home and one's a home away from home. <laughs> right. One's my vacation home. That's right. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we'll go ahead and we'll uh, we'll start with uh, Muncie, which. Uh, sorry, Matt, you weren't there for that one, but Adam was there for that one. I was, yeah. So, how many, was this like your, no, this wouldn't have been your first store tournament, well, would this have been your first store tournament this season? This this was my first store tournament, yeah. Okay, for the, yeah, for this season. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, what did you think? You know, we had, we had, we had all the rounds and everything, we did everything as by the book as possible. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it was. I would fun? say it was. I did have a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good time there. It was a new store for me and everything, so got to meet new people as well, see a new place. They have one of the best paint collections I've seen. Oh yeah, um, they got everything. out of like any store. Yeah, like they had almost every brand. It was great. Yep. So uh, for those unfamiliar, we're talking about Atomic Comics in Muncie, Indiana. Uh, great store. Definitely check them out. Um, I want to, I want to see if you had the same vibe when you, un- when you came to the front, just the unassuming exterior that it is, you're like, yep. Oh, where, yep. where am I? Where am I really? Then <laughs> you kind of look around and you're like, uh, is this the right place? Yeah. Yeah. And you, uh, you, know, you step inside and it's a whole different world and you're like, Oh my God. It, it went like three or four times as far back as I thought it did. Yeah. Because it's just like, <laughs> but the front rooms are all small. Like there's kind of like. Um, you know, like normal, like house size, or even like smaller than that, and then it just keeps going back though. And then, like at the very end, there was a big old play space that's big, like almost as big as our uh, local scene. So, yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a nice little store, and I love the people there. And I'm only sad that you couldn't meet Bob, because Bob <laughs> is like Bob's like the Legion heart of Atomic Comics to me. <laughs> and uh, he was yeah, supposed yeah, to be our judge, and he unfortunately had a medical emergency and uh, could not make it. So, uh, but it was still good. We, we were able to, we were able to skirt by, um, I was actually playing the day as well. So, uh, we never, we never faced each other Adam, unfortunately, but, um, uh, we had, we had some good opponents. Um, do you want to, uh, talk about your list that you brought that day? What you, uh, what you wanted to, what you played? Yeah, sure. Uh, so this, so the, this was on, oh, I don't remember the day it was, but what I do remember is that the Thursday before, so like not even 48 hours before, uh, they had released Tempest Force. Yep. Um, and I happened to look over, and I realized that I have collected three ATSTs um, over the course of my time playing Legion. Um, so I brought Tempest Force. Um, my list was aptly named Mary, Larry, and Terry. Um, there were three <laughs> ATSTs. Um, I had three ATSTs. One of them was Major Marquand. Um, two of them generic ATSDs with the Hammers Pilot with the uh, Twin Light Blast Cannon, so the extra rainbow. Um, we also had the Mortar Launcher on them, so the three-way uh, range forward infinite suppressive and then link targeting array. Uh, three Naked Scout Troopers and two Naked Storms for a total of 792. Very nice. Yeah, that was a hot thing, was that this event was under, for, was like the first weekend where Tempest Force was legal. Because there's yeah. no waiting period anymore. As long, I mean, as long as something is officially released, which with a print and play thing, that's released the second the article drops. Honestly, yeah, you know, as yeah. soon as the file yeah. drops, well. it says that that's it. That we're yeah. there. Um, Matt, I'll just kind of bring you in just for a second. What do you What do you think about the 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 waiting period rules now? You know, we don't. It used to be like 
what, two weeks after it released, and then you could start playing it, then it was legal. Now it's just like yeah. the second it's out, the second it's available, go play it. Yeah, it used to be like an eleven day rule or something like that. Oh, yeah, I, I mean that's kind of interesting. like um there's there's definitely some drawbacks and some exciting points to that. Like you don't have to like if it's a toy we've known about, especially because we're getting kind of some of these articles before, like Tempest Force being kind of the exception, but like Ewoks and stuff, you know, there's been hype building for that for you know, months. So like getting that right out the gate and not having to wait like eleven days to figure it out yeah. seems pretty awful for those who've been waiting for it. But yeah, at the same time, if you show up to a big event, you kind of have to know what's coming. Because if it dropped the day before and you show up to a big event and some guy pulls out three ATSDs and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, this isn't legal. Who said this was okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that can definitely happen if you're uh, not on the up and up. You can get caught with your pants down. Right. That's right. Get caught with your pants down and three walkers staring at you. Yeah. <laughs> well, so this, so was this your first time like piloting the list at all? Like, was it, or did you did you try it out like the night before? I had to get a feel I, for it. So we um recorded our we recorded our um episode of uh, Garrison Talks like that that night as well um over for our um broadcast as well um we were talking about it because it had just come out and i was saying that i think this is going to be like borderline the new blizzard force um mm -hmm. because of how because it can bit heavy it's got a really good objective deck and you just can't deal with three atscs and most lists um we had on um it was brian and a uh, minor tom that we had on and we were talking about it they were saying that it's not that all that um so that night i played a game against minor tom uh, on TTS using this list, and he was using something that he designed more or less to counter uh, Triple ATST, and I had tabled him. Whoa. So yeah, um, so this was uh, technically my like I had another game after that on Friday, so like this was like my third game going into it, but it's not necessarily a super hard list to play. Um, you just kind of put down yeah, three ATSTs yeah, and just yeah, and just walk them at your opponent. You say you can either deal with this or you cannot. Walk the so, dogs. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but how with, with with our game, Adam? I'm giving him a little hard time. He um did end up up uh, Matt did end up outbidding me and uh rolling very, very well and ended up uh basically tabling me back because oh. he killed all three of my ATSTs and used a, he had what? Sabine. Um oh, he nice. he had his Ahsoka Sabine list um with a bunch of uh there the Rebel go. Troopers and Captains and SXs. So he rolled pretty well into them and then he had a good explosions turn where he killed like I think it was ten uh, eleven models out of, I think out of twenty. Two, yeah, I hit two scout squads, one of his stormtrooper squads, and so I got it into the back arcs of two ATSTs and oh, did boy. four wounds to one and three to the <laughs> other, so Explosions kind of came in for the win. Yeah, um, just giving them a hard time. I can. As always. Well, you know that this was the right podcast to come on and talk about Ahsoka Sabine kicking ass. So good yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, we had all the pe all the people at Muncie had a great time as far as as far as they recorded anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, I was just it was just unfortunate Bob wasn't there, wasn't there to uh, to ring in his welcoming air that he that he come that he comes with. He just has this presence about him that makes everyone feel more welcome and at home, and makes the community just a little bit warmer. But 
absolutely i can test to that we'll 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 poke him until he uh until he shows up next time hopefully it'll be all better by then (laughs) but uh yeah so uh so who'd you play who'd you play throughout the day uh walk walk us through round one so my first game was against brian bear um you know the the guy that pretty much re reincarnated D, uh, FDs, and he had brought a list specifically designed to counter more or less counter Tempest Force, not like actually, but like it was. Uh, he brought Quad FD uh, Echo Base. Mm-hmm. Um, so we played. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we played. Uh, we played. I think it was Payload uh, Battle Lines and Rapid Reinforcements. Um. It did start well for me because I was able to walk one of my ATSCs forward between Scout Two and Major Marquand's free move uh, to get this ATSC into range three of an FD cannon with two aims and remove that FD cannon uh, the first act of the game, uh, which helped significantly. But um, between Luke and three FDs, um, what just wasn't enough to kind of be able to tank it, more or less. Um, and so he ended up winning that game just because I can't kill enough FDs and vets and everything before he can get 33 wounds into uh, my armor. Because it turns out having, it was like impact 10 and like critical 8 or something like that. Um, turns out that's pretty good against armor. Seems good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then from a second game, um, Oh, who was it? I think it was Mason. I don't remember. It was Mason. I don't remember his last name. Um, he was playing... He had Edward Palpatine. He had uh, Bosk, and he had IG-88, uh, some Black Suns, and uh, a couple other uh, Imperial stuff. Um, but no, like, dedicated impact outside of Bosk. And I felt a little bad for this game because he had played uh, Tempest Force the game before um, as oh, well. yeah. So he went from triple ATSD into triple ATSD. He had ended up <laughs> holding both of the the two Tempest Force that showed up to this event. He had both of them with a list that doesn't particularly do well against armor. Um, so we played payload again. I think it was like major um, positions or major offensive and uh, uh, the four to five positions. Um, and yeah. Um, at the end of the game, I, ended, I did end up tabling him as well, just because it's kind of what this list more or less is going to do when you have no impact. Um, because I got to walk my walkers forward and just kind of blast him all game. Um, and it just... Um, so there was just <laughs> nothing he could really do about that. Um, and then the third game, I played against a Dooku um, Ventress list with some Magnas and B1s and kind of like spattering about other things. Mm-hmm. And that game went very similarly because it was we did key positions rollout. Um, I think it was hostile um, environment uh, for the for the condition, but regardless, basically what happened that map was slightly open as well. Uh, all three ATSCs got to start the game in the middle of the board um, because between scout to uh, scout two on the ATSCs and rollout and. I had to blast apart his army. Um, I believe I kicked both Dooku and Ventress to death with an ATSD, which felt a little bad. <laughs> oh, not the not Marquand, but the the regular yeah, yeah. walkers. Um, the ones yeah, that came Ventress. Kick. Yeah, Ventress came on the right side, and then uh, Dooku was on the left side, and the walkers I had on each of those respective flanks just um, got shot off into them before they got the charge in. Um, Ventress charged in, got kicked to death. Uh, 
Dooku had to take a turn on the because um had to wait a, another turn. Um, but I ended up playing the constantly alert card for Tempest, the one that gives me all standbys. So he charged into my ATST, and I got to kick him before he could hit me with his one pip. And I ended up killing Dooku there from that, and then we pretty much called it there because he had it was turn three, and he had four units of B ones left on the board. <laughs> um, so it, the, the writing was a bit on the wall there. That's yeah, all she wrote. So I was it kind of was more or less what I expected out of these lists. Out of this list, it was either I got tabled, um, like I did against Brian, or I tabled my opponent, like I did the last two games, and it's kind of like how it went for all my test games as well. Um, so yeah, I got to finish 2-1 that day, um, third place overall in the event, um, which felt good. Um, yeah. 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 yeah uh, it sounds like it's a list that you put all your eggs in one basket, and so it, it is, or it doesn't. Yeah, it feels a lot like Dark Troopers do a little bit because it's either you can kill walkers or you can't. Um, you just have significantly less time with this list than you do with Dark Troopers because there's a turn or two where Dark Troopers aren't going to be able to get close enough to shoot you, whereas three ATSCs are shooting at you from the start of the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're so big and they can go so fast. They can cover so much ground way faster than plotting troopers even though they can move twice in a round. And that was yeah. one thing that I noticed is both of these events... Uh, for for both of you, both of these events that uh, I was at, not a single dark trooper anywhere. Mm. I think I think, I think they're just like I think the ding plus tempest force. I think tempest force scratched the itch of the uh, of the M M the of the imperial meta players, and they were, yeah. that that's all they needed to dark to drop dark troopers like a bad habit. Yeah. And it's also, it's also like Tempest by itself to triple ATSC is going to destroy a double dark trooper list. And everyone's also already still teching for a ton of impact and everything for dark troopers and yeah. Tempest now as well. So it's like it is the worst of the worst for dark troopers right now, I think. Yeah. Hmm. It's unfortunately the worst time to play dark troopers. So <laughs> I guess I won't even bother painting my other boxes. Yeah. <laughs> At least not right now. Get to it later. So yeah, you said you finished third, right? That yeah, was, I did yeah, finish third. Yeah. yeah. So and that was pretty great. I don't even remember where I placed, but uh, it was still a fun event, and I had fun, <laughs> and I finished. Uh, I also finished two one, so I was somewhere up there with you. I just not that high, <laughs> but it was. Uh, you know, I played. I played Jared the first round. Or I played my buddy Jared the first round, and he was playing a, a really cool Dooku Ventress list. However, the map that he was on, I don't think worked out in his favor with the deployment that he got because Dooku and Ventress were kind of in the open right from the get go, uh, yeah. and it didn't work well in his favor. So uh, we had a we had a cool lightsaber battle that I got a picture of between Ahsoka Sabine and Dooku. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, yep, so I won that one, and then the next game that I played, I actually don't... I didn't take notes this time because I was a little busy that day. I was a little preoccupied. But um, I, my second round opponent, we played uh, We played a Grievous, and uh, he played Grievous, two Magna Guards with whips, staps, uh, the whole, a whole shebang of stuff. There was just a whole bunch of CIS in your face, uh, and it was... It was a bad time real fast because we played Recover the Supplies and I thought, oh yeah, surely with uh, Sabine I can jump in, grab the box, and then turn two, jump out. 
and no, I was wrong. I was I was very very wrong. I was like, oh, you know, if someone bogs down Sabine, Ahsoka can get up there and force push him away. No, I was so wrong. Everything, his whole army was on that middle point in melee with Sabine as soon as it could. So there was no Sabine. There was no way Sabine was getting out of there. So none of my characters made it out alive. <laughs> it was oh, like, every. And then at some point during that game, my dice were like, you know what? I think I've also given up. So then we couldn't even like pity kill the B ones that were picking up the boxes and running away with them. I was like lobbing pikes at them and trying to do my damnedest to kill anything that was running away. And my dice were like, nah, fam, you've lost this one. And I'm like, okay, I guess I've lost this one. <laughs> so round two didn't go so great. But um, yeah. I, I, that was, you know, speaking of, that was one thing that I actually really liked about the lists in, um, in the CI, the CIS list that I'm seeing are, 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 and you can you guys can tell me if you're seeing this as well. They they feel like they're more uh, they're more hero based. I feel like I'm seeing more Dooku's and Grievouses and I mean I feel like I'm seeing a lot more Grievouses, um, but I feel like I'm seeing more uh, lightsabers in CIS than I used to. I don't know if you guys are seeing that as well or if I'm just crazy. Uh, yeah, I've seen a little bit of that too. Where um, I think I'm seeing kind of two different styles of list for CIS mainly. Um, it's the uh, I'm running the Magna spam basically, where it's like they they run triple Magna guards and then splash in a hero. Maybe it's Cad Bane, maybe it's somebody else. And then there's the list where it's like they do go hero heavy, where they're like, all right, well here's Asajj Maul or here's Maul Kalani and Grievous or yeah, they they try to splash in a bunch of heroes. Yeah. I was just say I think the I've seen mainly Bane actually uh, more than the other ones because it's always I've seen Bane Maul and Bane Ventress as kind of like this the more or less the main ones I've seen. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think in the, like the past like month or so, every game I played against CIS has had um, a focus on a hero or two. So I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Asajj lately. That's been the one that I've seen a lot of. A lot of Asajj in your. Uh experience yeah and i think also she's just kind of that new spice you know that that a lot of people want to kind of figure out like how does her kit work does she kit well you know like running a double operative so you could run asajj as that good assassin character so splashing her with maul and then of course you got the asajj dooku team up so it's like everyone's kind of trying to figure out where does she slot in best, and, best. and what right and what yeah. fits her that player's play style all right, and then yeah. So, anyway, yeah. I just I just thought I'd see if you guys were also seeing that, just because I was like, I I'm a rebel player. I love seeing more heroes on the table. I love the uh, yeah. <laughs> you would you would think yeah. I love it so much I'd play Shatterpoint, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> well, well, me too. I'm definitely a rebel player, and it's always nice to have that question because it's like people play different things in different areas, you know, regardless of kind of what the meta is. Air mm -hmm. quote meta. But, like, yeah, so, like, what you're seeing over in Dayton and what I'm seeing on the south side and what Adam might be seeing on the north or south side is a little different. So, it's, it's nice. So, um, yeah. Anyway, the round, then round three, I played Marvin. Have you got, do you guys know Marvin? Marvin Friday? Harris. Yeah, Marvin. Ooh, we know Marvin. Yeah, I figured you did. <laughs> He's to me Ewoks. It's going to be great. Uh, he did not play Ewoks at this time. Yeah, 
But yeah, he's printed me some, so it's gonna be great. Oh, he printed you some. I thought he said he's playing yeah. some. I he's, was like, oh he's, great. He's bringing like fifty or something of them to um Gen Con for me. It's gonna oh, be great. Perfect. Love that. Well, at um at Muncie, he was playing Empire, and he was playing yeah. a um Aiden generic commander, Boba, and IG eighty eight. So like. My style of empire. <laughs> Let's get all these heroes in here. Yeah. We, uh, and we played uh, uh, Sabotage Moisture Evaporators. And we played on Disarray, and it was a pretty wild uh, pretty wild deployment because all the Moisture Evaporators were, like, on one half of the map. And we just pour- poured our whole army into that half of the map. So we basically played 800 points on the skirmish board. Because uh, I deployed, he deployed Boba in his off corner, and I deployed a unit of Pikes in my off corner, which is like my favorite move to do for uh, Disarray. When it's in when it's in my deck and my opponent lands on Disarray, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna put these Pikes who don't care about my commander and are just independent. They're just gonna go off in the off corner, and then the rest of my army will deploy over here. Yeah, and uh, and it really worked out in this case because. He basically ignored those pikes, and they walked up and uh, took one of the moisture evaporators, and basically were just unopposed the entire game until round six, where it was really too late to do anything to them because they were still a full unit of pikes and heavy cover. So mm. <laughs> not much you can do at that point. Yeah, for sure. But uh, he was really gunning for uh, Sabine and Ahsoka, going for that double bounty. Knew what you signed up for. And none of them were, surprisingly, none of them actually had, none of my heroes actually died over the course of the game. I don't, if, unless I'm recalling wrong, but I don't think they did. Uh, Hmm. Maybe Sabine did. I think maybe Sabine actually died, but I think, I don't, I I know it didn't matter because I know I ended up winning by the end. (laughs) Boba got tied up in melee. He might have claimed a he might have claimed a bounty, but I think I won on having all of the moisture evaporators tapped in my favor because Imperial bodies dropped left and right uh, pretty fast, and Rebel bodies were able to hang on for a little bit longer. And then the right melees happened in the right spots, and it ended up being pretty much in my favor that game. So, but we both agreed that was the probably the most fun we had had all day <laughs> was doing that game. <laughs> Uh, there was a sweet, awesome. there was a sweet melee with IG eleven or IG eighty eight and uh, Ahsoka that lasted for turns longer than it should have, but it was but it was still fun. <laughs> but yeah, so the Muncie event I thought went uh, went pretty well. I think there was a lot of things that uh, need to be a little more organized and improved upon. I know one thing was that we got a little bit of a late start because of some unorganization issues in the beginning and a little bit of stuff that could have been cleaned up and could have been done beforehand had this other issue been resolved. And that other issue is we didn't use game uplink or any software for this tournament, which was not what I wanted at all. But it, the problem was that they were working it out with uh, Bob Bob was going to do all this. Uh, Bob had the software. He was like, yeah, I know what I'm going to be doing. And then medical emergency happens. Bob's not there. And the store owner is like, oh, well, okay, so what do I do now? And kind of like looks at me like, what am I supposed to do? And I'm like, uh, (laughs) well, here's what the rule doc says. And here's that we basically have to do it by hand. 
So we kind of just did all the math by hand and everything, got the strength of schedule and all that worked out, tiebreakers, blah, blah, blah. And then randomized pairings, how they were supposed to be. And, you know, we got it all, we got it all legally done the right through the proper channels. It just, a so, any software would have made this hundred percent, 200% faster. <laughs> and, uh, he, and, uh, he was, he conceded to that point. He was like, okay, what, what did you suggest in the beginning? And I was like, game uplink. And he was like, okay, I'm going to use that. I'm writing this down. I'm going to use this next time. So <laughs> we have another tournament later in the year and, uh, there's no date set on that yet, but, uh, he already was like, we're going to use that or we're going to use some kind of software because we can't do this next time. Uh, day ran very long. So, but you know, Adam, you got third. So you had enough fun that you, uh, Oh, yeah. You'd go back, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. I, I would love to come back for the next one. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, two weeks after that, that wonderful, wonderful event in Dayton, I go from player to dedicated judge, and we go to Dayton, Ohio, where, Matt, you, were, you went to this one. I did. And this was only a few days. Oh, dang. I should have mentioned. The winner, uh, the, uh, the one who won the Muncie event was Brian Bear who I've played before several, like at several different events. We all know him. We all love him. Of course he was going to get his invite. He's a great player. So I'm not, I, there was no, there was no doubt in my mind. I, there was like a small roster of people. I was like, you, 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 or you, it was like five people. I was like, if you win your invite today, I will not be shocked. And Brian was one of those people. And I was just like, yep, I'm not shocked. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> and then, all right, now we move to, this was what? Three days ago now is the time of recording, or four days uh, yeah. or something by the time you hear it. Who knows? But, um, yeah, just this past weekend, we just had our Dayton, Ohio event. This is my first event that I ran at, uh, like, first store tournament that I've run at that store uh, after moving here uh, at the start of 2022. I, I moved here, Adam, when you started playing Legion. That's when I moved to Dayton, Ohio. Oh, okay, so, gotcha. So I'm still like relatively new to this area, even though I kind of have a pretty good feel for it now. But that store, I was basically building. I was hel helping to like build up the community uh, from the start of last year, and I feel like we've come a long way because when I went there, I got there. We're on a military base. Right. Not like on it, on it, but we're like adjacent to it. So we have a lot of cycling people who move in and out. And a lot of the people that I met at the start of, you know, at the start of January uh, of 2022, some of those people aren't even here anymore, but I met a lot of them and they were all, uh, and they, and they mostly played Armada. And so I showed up on the night that was supposed to be, you know, Star Wars gaming, you know, they have Legion, Armada, X-Wing, whatever. And uh, I was just like, Hey, uh, I brought my Legion stuff and I was just like, Hey, anybody play Legion? And no, no, nobody, not a single person. All of them, either all of them were playing Armada. And, uh, a couple of them were like, uh, I own Legion. Like I have it. I just, uh, I just haven't really had anyone to play it with. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, we're starting from the bottom and then we'll be, then we'll be at the top. We'll do it. So I have worked pretty hard to try and get like events going there and try to get people going there. And now we consistently have like about, I want to say four or five people, four, three or four different games of Legion going on there every week. So I feel like we've, we've come a long way from zero. 
<laughs> and uh, and then we got two store tournaments this year. So I mean, we have. I feel like we've come an even longer way. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. What did you What did you think of the store, Matt? When you When you first arrived? Oh uh, yeah, so it's in a, a really great spot. Like I I walked in, I was very pleasantly surprised. They've got a great stock. They've got a really cool. Um, what is that like? Clone trooper like um, like. I don't know that he's a statue, but it's they've got a clone trooper helmet on a guy. Oh, it with was like, uh, it's a statue of a uh, of Driz. Yes, they put, a cl- they put a clone, but they put a clone helmet on it or a stormtrooper <laughs> helmet on it. <laughs> Walking in, I was like, oh, this is okay. I'm, I'm in the right spot. Like this is <laughs> we're going to go here. Um, so yeah, but I, I walked in. I was presently surprised with that. Got to see some pretty awesome thematic terrain, which is great. Um, you know, and excited to see so many people to play Legion with. Um, so yeah, the, um, the store is basically, you know, all it's, it's a little roomier than the Muncie store. Cause I mean, the Muncie store is pretty tight packed, but it's also like filled to the brim with, with product. It's basically any, any place that your human body isn't taking up, there's product. Um, right, absolutely. but th- and this store has some nice like space to it and stuff, so you can actually like you know, kind of walk around and look at stuff and and then the the back area is more of that tighter area, but you know that just meant that we were able to get all all the people in one spot, as opposed absolutely. to we almost had to break them up, <laughs> we almost had to use the front tables, but <laughs> we ended up not having to. Yeah. So Matt, what did you bring for your store yeah. tournament? Yeah, so I, I know Adam came to the test. I was waffling quite a bit uh, leading up to the event with uh, mm-hmm. two different lists. I've been um, debating. I've been playing Sabina Soka, um, but I, I took ended up taking that to Rocky Top a while back, and I got third. Um, and I was been playing it a lot, but I, I, I didn't feel like it was going to be the thing to push me over the top. Um, and so I had been playing out with a Juan Chewy Boba list. So the Rebel Boba, of course, not the Empire one. Um, and then it had two squads of skirmishers, the Ewoks, uh, uh, slingers, sorry, the Ewok slingers that were just naked with duck and cover, two FDs with their impact generator, two, um, veterans with their heavy guns, and then two Mark twos. Um, and so you've got kind of 11 acts there of just really long range, a lot of critical and pierce, um, and impact and just ways to kind of deal with just about everything all around. Um, so it, that was kind of the list I brought in, um, and it did fairly well for me. I was happy with it. That's awesome. And, uh, what was the name of your list? Uh, so it is, uh, Boba Fett, question mark, where, question mark. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's Han, Chewie, and Boba working together, so, like, you kind of had to throw that meme out there somewhere, because it's just, it, it's odd pairing those three together. I've honestly always wanted to do it. Because I love the idea that Han and Boba can be working together in the same list. Absolutely. <laughs> what's your uh, What's been your experience? I mean, we obviously know a little bit of your experience with it, we'll, or we'll hear about it shortly. But uh, what's been your experience with the uh, with those with that dynamic? Like, how do they? How, how what, what kind of level of uh, what's the word I want to use? Uh, cooperation. Uh, how well do yeah. they work together? <laughs> yeah, where, where, where's the synergy in that? Yeah, definitely, for synergy, sure. That's so, the one. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. The command cards are the are kind of the, you know the puzzle box you kind of have to pull apart. Obviously, you want Han's cards because they're so dynamic. 
Um, a lot of the games, you know, I'm playing a big gun line. Um, I've actually got, my list has a 12-point bid. Um, so it's a very hefty bid. Um, so it's yes, winning it bid a lot. And a lot of my deployments are close edges, which most people would be like, okay, well, you're running long-range gun lines. Why do you have close-range deployments? Um, and most of it is to get Han in there, to get Chewie in there, and to just start shooting right out of the gate. Um, and so a lot of times I was opening with um, opening either round one or two with Han's 2-pip, which is Reckless Diversion, so you have to shoot something with a face-up. Uh, so the synergy there is that Boba Fett, when he doesn't have an order, gets an independent standby, and it's range 3. So a lot of times you would play Han's 2-pip, and they don't have a choice but to walk in and trigger Boba's standby because they can't shoot it off. Um, and so you would kind of force them into situations that they just don't have a choice, and Boba would oftentimes have to either shoot twice out of the gate... Um, and then you get into, all right, next he's playing his rocket to maybe take off a squad off the table with a big shot, or um, maybe he tries to get in there, you know, gets the flamethrower. And so Boba and Han kind of go in late game and just team up and clean house because Han's gunslinging into two units that are maybe kind of whittled down. Boba gets a flamethrower off or a rifle shot. Um, and so the gun line really works to attrition your opponent really early. And then the heroes come in and just clean up late game. Yeah, and so that's kind of, that's kind of the synergy there. It's just it's a, it's very much like if oh, you know the rebel vets have been shooting the clone squad and then they got two or three minis left. All right, well here's a Pierce two shot, you know, and so Han's going to clean them up or Bo was going to pop into them, and so it's just very much a, a efficient way to take units off the table. Yeah, both of them have sharpshooter and Pierce too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Not Pierce too. I mean, Han does, but yeah, Han does. We know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So why don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's walk, let's walk us through your day. How to how to go from start to finish? Absolutely. Um. So I did end up um, taking the the win, which meant I had to Hooray! fight through. Hooray! Through four rounds, um, which is uh, both a gauntlet of stamina and playing four different skilled players. Um, so the first game I ended up playing against a Krennic, uh, Death Trooper gun line. Um, and I was honestly very nervous about that match. I mean, there was a lot of meat everywhere. Um, so I think he had eight H12s on his storms with specialists to get aims. He had three squads of Death Troopers with Krennic. So he was getting the entourage. He was getting orders out. Um, he actually had a couple E-webs too, to kind of pad his activations up. Um, he had two squads of snows uh, with flamers and frag grenades. Jeez. And so I was it, it just extremely worried about how hard he was going to hit me out of the gate. So, this um, is, so, like, so, so your opponent, your round one opponent was uh, Eli, and yes. he's actually the store owner's son. Correct. So, oh. yeah. So, yeah. It was, so you were on his <laughs> home turf. Home <laughs> turf. He had the guns. Uh, yeah, he probably knew the table better than I did, uh, mostly because it's home turf. And so, um, yeah, I definitely felt like I was on my back foot there. Um, so I was like, okay, so how do I how do I kind of manage this? So I ended up hopefully pushing it to payload because um, that way at least I knew if I was going to get outgunned, I could maybe push it farther than he could. Um, and so he never played payload before. Um, so it ended up he kind of deployed his payload a little bit off. Uh, we were doing major offensive, and he, so we put it kind of in the corner nook rather than in the large peninsula. Um, and he even said afterwards, he was like, oh, okay, well, you know, kind of playing it now, I realize I probably 
should have put it a little bit further up. Um, and so I think that's kind of the thing that really did the most help for me. Um, but Han ended up kind of coming around the corner and getting into the snows before they could get into getting their flamer shots off into my stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, and then he was able to kind of play his zero pip and go into them back to back, uh, which really ate them up before that they could get into me and kind of attrition my core. Otherwise, I would have been up a creek. Uh, but it was a super great game. Um, so that was my first game against Eli. Uh, my second game was against Mason, who is also at the, the same Mason that had to yeah. unfortunately endure <laughs> Adam's Tempest, Tempest, yeah. yeah, Mason Davis. Shout out to my buddy. Um, but yeah, so he brought a palp list with Cad Bane, um, and it was a really good list. He was doing a trick where he actually had Gideon on a Snowtrooper unit, and then he had a Shores and Mortar, and so he would turn one order every turn into three just by doing the double coordinate there. Yeah, so you yeah. pass it on to Gideon, goes to the Shores, who pass it to the Mortar, uh, which was a really efficient way for him to b basically just fire support me every turn. I was, um, going to, I was going to say, ah, I remember the good old days of Imperial ch uh, order chaining, and then I stopped myself and I said, why do I want to call that the good old days? I guess because it's better than the Dark Trooper and the Blizzard days, <laughs> so I, wanna, I guess I, mean, I want to call that good. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, but yeah, we ended up playing um, for key positions. Um, battle lines, and so his goal was kind of to spread me out in a way where he could get to me quickly, um, because he had Palpatine, he had IRG, he had Cad Bane, um, and so he threw a bomb in a really good spot with Cad's Divulge to kind of block off my center KP, because uh, I could have just basically thrown it right, right, right across the center KP and just been like, alright, here's two FD cannons, here's some range for, you know, gun line, and just plink at you. Um, but in order to do that, I would have had to walk straight into a bomb. Um, so he was—he played that very smart. So I kind of had to kind of spread myself out a little bit enough to where I wasn't clumped up. Um, and so I started pelting his Cad Bane the first round, basically ended up saving, I think, eight shots from my whole army. Uh, like two FD, two vets, a Mark II, and he only took one wound. And I was like, all right, well, nice. I have to pivot at this. Because <laughs> all I'm doing is building up to be depressed myself when he plays his two. Um, and so I ended up pivoting a little bit. I was like, okay, so I got to get into his core a little bit. So I ended up getting into the shores and that kind of stuff and pivoting, bringing one of my slinger squads around. Um, and so Han started taking some early shots and it started getting rough. Um, and so then he started to bring up Palpatine. I was like, okay, here comes the moment where he's going to try to play the one pip He's going to try to come in, he's going to try to clean up, you know, three or four acts and just really hammer me. So I was like, alright, here comes Han's three pip. So I was able to change the plans, his one pip, oh. force power to just be like, alright, he played and now you will die, and I was like, nope, it's going back into your hand, I don't want to see it. Oh, that's, uh, the, that's the turn that every Palpatine player fears. It is, it was the heartbreak, and you can see it in his eyes, <laughs> poor Mason, and so we ended up picking that up, um, we ended up playing different cards, and so um, Palpatine was kind of there. At this point, his IRG were kind of picked over. He had maybe one mini left in that. He had been using them basically just to keep shots off of Palpatine. 
Um, Palpatine ended up taking a couple stray wounds, one of which was from the Slinger Squad. Yes. Throwing rocks at him. Uh, <laughs> I was so happy. I had four wounds. Like, I just rolled up with uh, some Ewoks. They rolled four. He blocked three and took a wound, and I was like, perfect. That is all I want is rocks being thrown at Palpatine's face. We, uh, we I, had, I still have a picture of it. I, 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 I snagged a picture of it because that was probably my favorite like interaction of the day that I heard about from any. Yeah, we had, like <laughs> robot chicken jokes about Palpatine pretty much the rest of the game. Like it was, <laughs> it was, it was great. Um, so Palpatine ended up getting finished off by Boba, um, which kind of sealed it from there. Um, Callus tried to come in and clean up after that, um, and Cad Bane tried to help, but there wasn't enough oomph left after Palp went down. Um, so I ended up winning that one. Uh, the third game was against uh, CIS, and so that was, I think, my first and only CIS match uh, of the day. And, and uh, that was Caleb, who's been on this podcast before. He's my uh, he's my best friend and one of my Legion protégés. Heck yeah. yeah. He did and amazing so, in this event. He did. Um, so I'm, I'm going to probably butcher what he was playing but if i remember correctly uh-huh. there was yeah there was, there was a uh, spider droid in there spider One and spider. those always yeah those always give me you know some some flashbacks there for adepticon a couple years ago where they were running amok um so those are always scary um he had four squads of b1s i believe it was kalani um a squad droidicas um and a couple other things, I think. A full uh, Dioxus mine saboteur, and then a strike team. Ooh. Yes, he did. So he had some BXs that were in there. So it was, uh, it was, it was a very nice so looking he, list. So he loves, um, he loves the one droid commander, and then nothing but more bodies and more other thing and mother, m- other mother, other uh, other tools in the arsenal. So he has like a swath of all sorts of CIS units along with his droid commander, hoping that he yeah. can make like a uh, a Swiss Army knife of sorts for yeah. whatever he comes up against. Like he's got some kind of answer for it, or they all serve a different tool. If you focus on one, maybe you're not thinking about what the other can do to you because all these units, if left unchecked, can do some kind of damage. Absolutely. Um, I know in in particular he really loves his uh his pike unit and I think we've talked about it on the show before but we we've designed that pike unit to be the range one like the don't get in range one of this uh unit because it's the electro whip with a capo and then frags. they have prepared surprise and then they have frags yep so it's yep. the like seven red surging to crit let's go immobilize one <laughs> yeah it's, yeah uh, i know nasty he, range he into han when he got close you know later on in the game he got it, it was a big shot i think he ended up putting like four or five wounds onto han um yes. and getting him up to like seven or eight suppression and panicking him and he was stuck there and immobilized and so yeah um but it was a super fun game. We ended up playing um, Recover the Supplies. Middle Supply Box was actually up on a big piece of terrain. So we both, and we were playing, there was some Shatterpoint terrain actually there that was really good. Um, and so we kind of both had to, uh, you know, climb up there and, and figure out how we were going to get that center box because neither of us had a, a good access to it. I mean, he had BXs that could scale. Boba was kind of my unit that could jump, but Boba got engaged with the BXs. So he kind of was like, all right, 
making sure Boba couldn't grab that box, and so we had to spend time to get up there. Um, but it was a super great game, ended up pulling off the win. And then the last game was the most daunting game, probably. Uh, so uh, unlike Adam's triple ATST PS4 list, this takes it the opposite direction, and I ended up having to play a 13 activation uh, Tempest Force list with six scout troopers, uh, three speeder bikes, three stormtroopers, and one officer. Um, so it is just a mass Ew. amount of activations. <laughs> Ew. 13 yeah. Act Empire, let's go. Yeah, that, that, that is, that's pretty much, yeah, that is this, the response there. And this is, uh, and, and who you faced was Dan Rigdon, who's one of our uh, locals who shows up, uh, like, every Thursday. So, and, yeah, I, and yeah, I know that so, he's been getting ready for weeks and months, and he's been he's been really getting pumped about, like, uh, the event season getting started. So he was, he was excited. He played in Muncie, and then he also played here, and he made top table here. Yeah. Yeah, and he also actually came out to the Indie Open event that oh, we yeah, ran. Oh, right, he did, because so, I yeah, sent him so, stuff. <laughs> absolutely. It was good to see him again, and, and so, you know, it, it was kind of a like playing a, an old friend at that point, because we had, you know, like chatted at the event before, and so I was like, oh, it was, you know, nice to kind of like finally face off and, and get a game in. Um, so, yeah, we ended up playing Battle Lines um, and Payload, uh, and I believe the condition was clear. Um, and so we kind of deployed, uh, he was taking his payload. We both started in the center. He was taking it to my bottom, right. I had to take it to his top left. And so we were basically gonna probably trade some shots and figure out how we were going to charge these in opposite directions. Um, but since he had speeder bikes, I knew I couldn't really spread out in a way to where he would just kind of flank me. Um, so I kind of basically put everything kind of center. I knew that most of my army could kind of pivot and go left, and the FDs could kind of maybe stay in center right-ish and just kind of defend a little bit and trade shots while he's trying to march his payload. Um, and so there was a big piece of um, kind of a tunnel, uh, more of a like a turret system. Uh, turret's probably not the right word, but... Um, Trench. That's the word I'm looking for. There was a trench system that run up the middle um, that you could kind of climb over. And so it was also provided a little bit of line of sight blocking in the middle, but also good cover into the other sides. And so he had ended up putting bikes on both sides of the map of battle lines. So one over um, to kind of flank and two kind of coming down at my, AT or at my FDs. And so I just kind of from there had to spend a couple rounds just hunker down in the middle and let his bikes come in, get some shots on them. Same thing with the scouts. Um, and the veterans did a whole lot. You know, scouts have that low profile, but when you've got critical two and, and an aim, it's just, all right, here's one natural crit and here's critical two. And so being able to kind of whittle through some of those scouts squads early really ended up turning the tide with just being able to punch all that critical through. Yeah. I've, uh, you were mentioning you were mentioning vets and crit too. I've become addicted to vets in my yeah. list. I I can't I can't stray from them anymore. <laughs> there was a time, well, I remember it vividly, where I was just like, ah, vets are so expensive. I'll get to vets eventually at some point or something. Yeah. And then as soon as I started playing them, I'm like, I can't stop. They're Vets just are amazing. Yeah. I love their crit. I love their crit. I love they surge both ways. They're not that much more expensive than rebel troopers. I'm never going back. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it is a great feeling to be able to like roll dice as a rebel player and be like, oh yeah, these these two or three are just going to ignore your cover. That's great. Oh, you got to dodge? Yeah, unless you can dodge crits, it's coming through anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so you ended up pulling that last game and uh you know, now you've got your invite for next year. Now now you don't now you don't have to sweat for the rest of the year. I I do. <laughs> I feel like it's weird. It's it's like you I can show it out play what i want and it's like i don't it, I, it's weird yeah there's well, there's no pressure to have to be top anymore it's it's until until i do <laughs> yeah. well, I was, well i was gonna ask how when did you win your invite for the last world and then i realized that that's a terrible question to ask because there, that was like three years where people yeah. could have had their invite before right I was going to say, oh, how, well, how much time did you have between getting your invite and world? And then I'm like, well, last year is a bad example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> but yeah, so, but yeah, so um, you got your, you've got your invite. Adam, you're still going to be gunning for yours. I'm still gunning for mine. You know, we'll get um, or we won't, you know, whatever. Yeah, I was, I'm <laughs> kind of hopeful, hopeful I'll get mine here this week at Gen Con. Oh, be really nice. <laughs> Ooh. Big ass to get it at a major. Yeah, I know. I, I believe in you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I believe in you. Um, but um, so I wanted to turn a little bit to the store. Like, so we talked about like you know how we were store tournament playing wise. Um, oh, Matt, was there any issues like player wise that you found at the event? Was there any problems you had? You know, any tables oh, or players or anything? No, no issues. Uh, and so that's that's kind of the thing is like tables are always different per area, just sure. like metas different per area. Um, so I know Indianapolis we play with some pretty heavy tables, yes. um, so they were a little bit lighter than um, I think our local ones, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, just different, especially with um, what ten walkers walking around right. that need all that space. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, and so yeah, but I I think players were great. The tables were extremely thematic, which was awesome. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I've got some Shatterpoint terrain, but seeing some of the tables with it on it, it plays pretty well with Legion. I was pretty happy with that. Um, um, I know that, and I'll call myself out. I had I brought my Tatooine and then my newly finished Felucia table to both events. And in Muncie, people were like, Tatooine table, great. Felucia table needs to get rearranged and i was like mm. oh and then i took notes and i was just like oh okay so I'll, I'll i'll do better this i'll do better next time so then i set it up and everything at dayton and i do all the notes and i set up the tattooing one almost the exact same way i had it in muncie and then i do the felucia table uh with the notes that i was given and i was like okay yeah this looks i, I was like this was right i feel better about this and then you know i asked people who played on them and stuff and I got the opposite. They were like, Felucia table, <laughs> awesome. Tatooine table, too open, needs work. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I was like, nobody said that in Muncie. And so I was just like, dang it. I can't get this right. I can't I can't have two good tables. Oh, well. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's always like a, it's a growing thing. Like, how do we figure out, like, even, like, now where I've run, like, a big... Uh, you know, Indie Open was, uh, I don't know, it was 40 something plus players. But like, yeah. even then, it's like, all right, I had tables where I was like, okay, I had to rearrange it day two. I realized this didn't get laid out like the way it should have. And it was my own table and I did it. So yeah. it was like, okay, like, how do you continually improve, you know, as a TO and, and figuring things out? Because there's no real, like, I mean, 
it, it's a little bit of magic and a little bit of science, you know, it's, yep. it's trying to find a formula, but also that formula is going to be different for everybody. And so that's kind of, that actually is a good transition as to where I wanted to go next was talking more about from, from the organizer standpoint, from the, from running a tournament standpoint, have, uh, have you run any of the store tournaments like since the season started that give out invites? I know the indie open was, is was its own. We're awesome enough to put on this own. massive event, <laughs> but, yeah. it, but, but there was no invite given out. So was there, no, did, oh, was that's there its own. Th- yeah, it was its own thing. Have you, so have you uh, run any I've of the not, store tournament? No, not yet. No, so my, uh, we have one in September and then we should have one more coming up in November. Um, and then hopefully one after that, that will all be invites. Um, and I'll be running those. Adam might be assisting me with one or two of those. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. And so those will be kind of my first four, four into those, but I know I've been at, at least one or two invite, uh, tournaments in Cincinnati, the run by Marvin actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kind of seeing kind of how he did it. And so, yeah. Marvin's apparently the running organizer champion of Cincinnati. Yes, he was telling yep. me how many events he still has to run this year in Cincinnati. Yeah. He's got like seven more just this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Marvin is coordinating with lots of stores in the Cincy area. He is a great organizer of stuff. Um, he actually, I even invited him and Andrew to help me run the Indie Open stuff, just because I know how involved they are, and uh, they're a great couple of dudes. Yeah. So, despite not having run the actual docket store tournament thing yet. I know that you've run event. You, you know, you helped run the Indie open. So, I mean, like you're not, you're no stranger to running events. Oh no, absolutely not. No. So, and and you've read the rule doc for the store tournaments. Obviously you've read it to see like what goes involved into, into actually doing it. So my thought, my, my questions to you are, what are your thoughts about, you know, this is AMG's first run around. I'm not. We're not going to be too critical or too harsh on them. But what you know, what are give give me your honest opinion. Give me your honest thoughts. What you think of the rules doc for store tournament, like the, for this season? Uh, yeah. So I think it's it's got some interesting rules. Um, most of it's pretty straightforward. I'm pretty pleasantly surprised with a lot of it. I mean the. Variable timer is weird. I don't know that I've heard of anybody actually using that. Um, so that's kind of a weird thing that the community has basically just kind of thrown out. Like even the, and I know that even the like can't show the clock. Like that, a lot of that's been cut out too. Like at most of the events that I've heard, and so everyone's doing it slightly different for their own variation, but while trying to maintain the integrity and follow the majority of it, it sounds like. Um, but overall, I think it's great, especially for a first swing. I know, um, I think their OP um, employee is actually fairly new. Like, this is her first. I think Courtney is, is new into that role. Um, so it's great to see her involvement and kind of getting this off the ground. Um, but yeah, it, overall, I think I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm right there with you. I was like, I was honestly just, I was a little worried about going into it. But then, like, when I actually got a hold of it and read it, I was just like, oh, you know, this feels like what i mean this feels like a proper organizational like what to do for an event i feel like i don't have any outstanding questions i mean i have questions but i don't have outstanding questions that it's like i don't know what to do in a in a scenario which was honestly like when i before i saw it i was like i'm afraid i'm gonna have an i'm afraid i'm gonna have an interaction where i don't really know what the answer is and i don't have that with this doc. So, I mean, I feel like everything is laid out there to be, if, if X happens, then do Y 
like I feel like all of that is uh, laid out nicely, and I don't feel like there's any weird interactions of you know what do I do in this scenario, I, which I which I really like that. Now, absolutely. Now you and you mentioned a couple of them already. There are some question marks. That's like the weird, the the awkward joke you make in a conversation, and then everyone looks at you weird, and you and you're like, what? why why did you say that? <laughs> and one of, them, <laughs> one of them was that timer was like the variable timer like you can have somewhere between one and five extra minutes and it's like huh how, how much of a difference is that gonna make yeah, yeah. Wh why <laughs> and i mean i guess that i guess it could make a very uh, one in five extra minutes is kind of nothing ultimately but i think it plays into the next one that i have that i really have the big question about which is Judges can't give or display time to anyone. And I don't... And I get... I think I understand, like, why they did it, but I don't like that they did it. I'm just going to be honest. I don't like that they do it. It's, it doesn't particularly make yeah. a lot of sense because you can kind of keep time yourself as a player if you, well, have yeah. a, if you have a phone or a watch. yeah, Or Game Uplink. Or Game Uplink. Yeah. Which displays the time anyway. Right, and I think I, I understand the intent. Like, I think the right. intent they had was to stop people from essentially being clock watchers or trying to time or push their opponent in a certain way to either hurry up or slow down. But also at the same time, like, it doesn't set a good standard for, like, both players to understand and know that, hey, here's the expectation. You both have X amount of minutes left, and so you have to play at a certain speed to be able to maintain that integrity. Um, in a mutual way so yeah yeah and i mean like like you said the intent i feel like yeah it was to avoid slow play or pushing for fast play or faster play which i get but the two problems are a players are still keeping their own time so i mean like if you were going to ban all amounts of measuring time you'd also have to say hey players aren't also allowed to keep a watch players aren't allowed to keep time on their phone you know, you'd have to go. I feel like you have to go to more extreme lengths to keep the time factor out. Otherwise, players can just keep it on their own. And also, Game Up Link again still has the round timer on it, so anybody can just look at the official tournament page being used. And in fact, Game Up Link's also being used for Gen Con, so it's not like AMG doesn't expect you to not use Game Up Link. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I the other the other problem with that is. Uh, you now also are keeping people from the integrity of both of them wanting to finish. Like maybe both of you are just kind of caught in your game and you're having fun and you don't realize you guys are playing slow because you don't see the time, but you both want to get through round six. And you, you know, if I've had games where me and my opponent are just like joking around, having a good time or whatever. And the judge comes over and it's just like, you know, where are we at? And I like give them and they're like, okay, well we have this much time left and we're both like, Oh crap. <laughs> we need to go like we both want to go like it's not like one of us trying to go at one speed and the other one trying not to like we both want to go and you know sometimes you need that reminder of how much time is left in order to do that so i don't know i i w and both of you have been in an event where i've been doing it uh i've had my own cheeky fun with it <laughs> just i know some people you said have been like you know tossing that rule out altogether and that you know that's fine but i was i I actually had more fun uh, getting around the rule by not telling players what time is left, but by <laughs> saying other things 
that could be interpreted as how much time is left. <laughs> so I would go around and I would just be like, you know, I'd be like, oh, man, that army is really cool. Looks like there's only 30 men left. 30 men. <laughs> and people would like look at me question. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, yeah. And uh, at one point uh, on uh, at the Dayton event, uh, my buddy Sean was uh, he he turned to me at one point. I think it was round three. He turned to me and he was just like, "Hey, uh, your vacation house. If I were if I were gonna start driving there right now, how long would it take me?" And I was like, "Oh, oh yes, my vacation house. It would take." Uh, and then I you know looked down. And I'm like, uh, "It would take roughly 36 minutes and 17 seconds for you to get there if you started now." <laughs> and they'd be like, "Oh, all right, cool, thanks." <laughs> so I mean, I had a. Could I have just thrown the rule out? Yes. However, I had more fun getting around the rule. <laughs> just having fun with it. <laughs> yeah. So, if they don't change that rule, I'm not heartbroken because I'm having too much fun with it. There you go. But yeah, so. Um, otherwise, I liked, you know, the scoring system, the tiebreaker system. I thought everything was very clean and straightforward, and I liked it. I loved the prizes. That came with this. Matt, you got yes. that awesome looking Boba Fett. I'm so jealous. I'm jealous, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want one as well. <laughs> I have the uh I have the alt arts from the when I played in Muncie. I have the alt like the top eight cards, because I know I made top eight. <laughs> I can't I don't remember where I placed, but I know I placed top eight. Because <laughs> I got the cards. Uh, that's right. And those are all awesome. I love those. Uh the art on those is really fantastic. I was really I was really excited when I saw the pictures of those when they announced what was all in the kits. So um I was pumped for that. Um yeah. and then those red dice. Those like red marbleized dice, those are so cool. And the set that I have that I got for running in Dayton, um, they roll hot. I don't know if you've rolled tested yours, Matt. But mine roll hot. It will be now. <laughs> I don't know if well, I don't know if I got the you know the best three of the set or something. But they were just like, here you go. These are for judging, and then these are for first. These are for second. And I was just like, I'm gonna give these. You know, naturally when you get new dice, you're like, oh, I'm gonna roll test them. Give them a spin, yeah. And I, pro I feel like I did 20 rolls, and I maybe got one blank the entire Jeez. time. And I was just like, whoa, these are <laughs> these are hot That's... red dice. <laughs> I know red dice are supposed to be good, but damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, but yeah, so I, I love everything that came in the kit. Um, I love that they're sending, it seems that they're just sent, if they're going to send you one, they're going to send you two. Like, so you're going to have like two events at your store guaranteed, which I honestly love that. I, I love that idea. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, I've been, uh, very happy with the amount of, uh, local store level invite kits that have, we've been able to access, you know, I think. Here in Indianapolis, our one of our Northside locations has three from the Northside group, the 317th guys. Like you said, the Muncie store has two. We've got three at the, you know, at the game preserve. And so like there's been a very big smattering of, of being able to kind of go to events, find ones where you want to try and qualify, and it gives everyone kind of that equal opportunity. Yeah, I was worried at the start that it felt like at the start even. Um that you're going to have to go to, like, mate and get, like, two, maybe three tries at tops. But now, like, there's at least half a dozen still, like, between now and Adepticon. So, oh, yeah. a lot of chances. It feels really good. You don't have to really, really stress over it. I mean, you it, feels go. Like, it almost feels like more than a dozen, you know? Yeah. Just I mean, yeah, you can, yeah. Because all the stores can really, uh, 
you know, Marvin was talking about it. He still has like seven events in Cincy for the rest of this year. So that's over half a dozen just in Cincy. <laughs> so if you're willing to go there, um, right. and we've got, I've got two more that I'm running, you know, you guys have all yours that what is that seven in your guys? Uh, uh, well, eight. We've got six in our area. I think, I think the, our, well, our North side store has three and then game preserve has three. So six there. Six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like there's, there's a ton that are just all around. And I think the, and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, I remember FFG, I feel like they set the, did they set the dates for when you're, uh, yeah. if we actually, I think stores had to sign up almost like a quarter and a half before the season started yeah. with FFG. Um, and you had to qualify. You had to be basically like your store had to be able to hold X amount of people um, you had to be selling FFG. Like there was a list of qualifications. I think mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, that you had to actually qualify to be a store invite. Uh, whereas this is like, Hey, you got a store. You can order a kit from your rep. Just order a kit from your rep. He'll send you we'll it. Send and you then, boom, yep, here's two. <laughs> you're good to go. And so like, uh, accessibility wise, it seems like it's great to be able to get a hold of these. Uh, and the part of that qualification. Yeah. And I noticed that that was like, I thought it was a much more involved process of getting this stuff and it, it almost feels like it isn't anymore. And it kind and in a way it isn't, that's great for accessibility and it's a great way to get to more events because I think when FFG did it, and this is the part where I'm, where I'm saying, correct me if I'm wrong, you had to, you had to qualify for all this, but then I think they also set the schedule so that all the ones in the same areas took place on the same weekend. So you weren't going to, uh- and, I, and and maybe I'm wrong on that, but I, maybe my memory is failing me. But I seem to recall like one, like two in in like two in Indiana and one in Ohio were like all happening on the same weekend, so that nobody I, could go I, to all three of them. Yeah, I don't I don't remember if they had a corresponding schedule, but I do remember I think that FFG would set the schedule for that. Like they were the ones who were like, "All right, you're going to run it on this weekend, or yeah. you're going to run it during this month, or yeah." And I well, and, and if and if I'm remembering right, I think that's why they did it was because they wanted to set it to where like, hey, the same guy who's romper stomping all your events isn't gonna go to all three of them and win right. all three that's of them. You know, he he, he only can go to one. He's only one person. <laughs> so well, yeah, yeah, just making sure that basically one person doesn't stomp the whole area and steal it for everyone else. I say, well, does the FFG also? Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't have trickle down rules or anything like that, like AMG does. Correct. Um, so even it. so, like even if you've got one guy running around winning every event, those invites are still going to be trickling down and everything. So you're That's still true. getting the same amount of invites out there. And yes. I and I actually don't know. Are they doing trickle down? Are they doing passing down invites? And- As able, they are doing pass downs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Haven't had to haven't had to have that question yet because everyone who's shown up to all the events I've been to have no invite. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess any uh, any. What about you, Adam? You've re- have, have you seen the doc? Have you have you have you any I, thoughts from a from an event running standpoint of what you feel like the, you can see different? The only thing that bugs me is that it gets down to the like I understand why it's there and everything, but the very, very last tiebreaker is flipping a coin. 
which yeah. is <laughs> I remember is funny seeing that. I, I know for a fact that there's no there's never ever gonna be a time for that that's gonna matter. But like it just annoys me a little bit that it's there. That it exists. Um the other thing I do like that they've moved one of the other tiebreakers now. Um it goes I believe it goes SOS and then into points destroyed instead of like MOV or something like that. Um which I do like as well because you're counting I'll, like, you don't have to change your game plan, per se, but, like, these, it kind of also provides you multiple opportunities kind of how you want to play the game, because if you're caring about tiebreakers like that, being able to just say, I want to kill everything, and don't worry about SOS as much kind of deal, um, and just set playing for, like, victory points, I should say. Yeah. Um, I do like that aspect, because it's kind of, again, promoting multiple styles of play. Um, so I'm happy with how the top tournament document looks overall as well. Um, compared to the FFG one, I feel like it was not as in depth, but like at the same time, it was um, it does it well, and that's all that matters. Yeah, and you actually reminded me. I don't actually love the uh, what was it the the victory point uh, tiebreaker back when that was more of a thing, because then it would. I, I always, you know, and this is a side thing, I always tell people I hated the modeling for advantage discussion back when that was a big thing before silhouettes existed. I hated that there was a conversation that was like, oh, I'm modeling my model this way because it'll be better for my game and it'll be better for events and it'll be better competitively. And I hated that. And that was kind of the same thing when victory points were more of a, were like the immediate next tiebreaker. Because then people were like, oh, I'm playing these specific objectives solely for the purpose of getting more victory points. Yeah. When, and, and I was like, man, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that this is your <laughs> that this is your method of going about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Not having to worry about objectives, but which ones you're playing specifically helps a lot. Yeah. Just being able to focus on what you're responsible for. Right. What's going to get you victory rather than what's going to get you better. More points. Yeah. More points. Tiebreakers. <laughs> So, anyway, uh, any any final thoughts from anybody about the you know the store tournaments and everything like that? We've got more coming up. If you have dates, plug them right now. I don't have any more dates right now. I just know they're soon. TM, uh, in near future. TM. Do I have dates? Oh, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I know. Let's see. What is today? The next one, of course, is Gen Con coming up oh. uh, this week. Um, I know that Champaign, Illinois, Titan Games is looking to have their store invite, uh, I think August 12th. I don't have a link for that yet, but coming soon. Um, there's a world qualifier at DenCon in Kentucky, Fort Mitchell on August 19th. Um, Sci-Fi City Games with, and I don't know that this is Stabcast put on, but it's in the Stabcast area of Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, they've got one on August 26th. Um, our Indy Garrison one will be here in Indianapolis at the Game Preserve on September 9th. Um, I know Marvin's running one at Tactical Retreat Gaming on September 23rd. And then the Northside Indianapolis guys, the, three, uh, the 317th group is running one at Sinclair Games on October 14th. Um, and I'm happy to post those all online if you didn't want to have to speed through listening to all of these. There is a um, there's a tournament over in Elizabethtown, uh, Kentucky, 
at Hard Knocks Games on August 19th as well. Um, you missed that one. They don't have an invite, but like it's still happening. They still yeah, have people. They, so. they will be doing an invite at some point. So yeah, they have a kit, but that that particular event's not their store invite one. So you're gonna have those posted, and if you don't, and if you don't want to go there, you can just rewind this and listen to Matt say them all again, and just rewind Absolutely. it, <laughs> listen to it again, rewind it, listen to it again. Put it at that that. Point five speed. <laughs> you put Matt at point five speed and, and make him sound funny. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, if you haven't been out to a store tournament yet, or you have already, you know, I'm going to say the same message to you. Go to more. Go do more. Go play more Legion. That's always going to be the message here. Yeah, um, absolutely. Aside from that, uh, I figure we have a little bit of time left here. I would like to talk about the next, what you mentioned, the next upcoming event, which is Gen Con. Woo! All the cool kids are playing Legion <laughs> on Thursday. On Thursday. <laughs> as usual. <laughs> I feel like that's always the case every year. Cause I always play, I always play Legion every year on Thursday. And some people are like, Oh, like I ask people why they pick one day over another. And every time I get two answers for Thursday, uh, people who play Thursday, either a, think all of the big sweaty competitive players are going to come in and play on Friday or B they want to play Legion on Thursday, not win, get it out of the way and then enjoy Gen Con the rest of the weekend, which is my answer. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically what I did with worlds where I was like, yeah, I'm going to play. I'm like, I scheduled my full Adepticon schedule assuming that I was only playing day one of worlds because I knew I wasn't going to get past day two. I'm a I'm a casual slash for fun player and I just happen to get a world invite. I'm not I'm not I'm not here repping every single day, lifting weights, crunching dice until <laughs> until I can get my invite every I just kinda throw dice and hope for the best and I, and one of those days in twenty twenty I just I just happen to get it. So uh yes. we'll see I'm I'm pushing my luck to see if I can do it again this year, but I uh, I understand. When I was at Worlds, I was like, nah, man, I'm not, I ain't going to make it to day two. There's no way. So I made a full schedule of events that weekend and I'm doing the same thing at Gen Con, you know? Yeah. How about you guys? What do you got? What do you, what do you got planned for Gen Con? What are you excited to see? What are you excited to do? Tell me, to Adam, I feel like you haven't had the spotlight in a bit. Yeah. Tell me. Um, well, I mean, I... As a college kid, I don't particularly have as much money to spend on Gen Con games and everything. So no, I'm kind of hoping... you're being responsible. You yeah, have the be money. responsible. You have the money. You just won't spend so, it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm playing Thursday, and I'm kind of hoping to go till Friday. Uh, or not Friday, um, till Sunday. Uh, get a bunch of games in for Legion. So yeah. I'm not too, too tempted to buy, to spend all my money on uh, Gen Con games and everything as well. <laughs> but often, on the off chance that does happen, I've got yeah, a ton of people I know are coming back in and everything. We're going to hang out, go look at games and everything, hopefully do some stuff, maybe do some D&D, that kind of thing. So I'm excited. Yeah. How about you, man? Uh, yeah, so I'm actually playing in the Heat. Because I am actually running games on Friday, I will oh. be learn to play uh, a. It's a board games card game uh, called Radlands. Uh, it's all kind of very like Mad Max style, like 
um, you are um, drawing cards from a, a deck that both of you actually draw from, um, and you're playing raiders to kind of send across the board to destroy your opponent's camps, and you use oh, that by cl- collecting water, using that as resources, and so it's a very fun. It's like a quick twenty to thirty minute game. It's awesome. I'll be running like demos of that on Friday. Um, so I'll be playing in the Thursday heat, obviously, because I'll be doing that on Friday. Um, so that's awesome. But I mean, obviously there for, for Legion as well, but, um, I, I do have kind of an extensive board game collection. I love, uh, unmatched is one I'm hoping to, to see if I can pick up some more of that or nice. just get a few more games they, of that. Do they have more um, expansions of that out? Uh, they, do, they just had a Spider-Man, um, she-Hulk and Doctor Strange expansion drop. Whoa, uh, that one snuck by me. Yeah, so uh, that, <laughs> that that's sounds a really awesome. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, so oh, yeah, this is fun. Um, Blood Rage is my favorite game. So anytime I can get a game in of that, like it's I'm good. Um, and then uh, the Witcher actually dropped a board game that just came out. Um, I actually just got my Kickstarter copy. Um, it's called The Old World, um, and it is great. It's a lovely game, so I'll be hopefully either bringing that with me to play with friends on one day. Um, and so, But yeah, there's tons to do at Gen Con. Always tons to do. And of course, food trucks. Yay, oh, food, tru- which so many food trucks. They moved this year. Did they? Yeah. yeah, so don't look for them in the same spot. Yes. Where are they this year then? <laughs> okay, so, and, and there's a video. You can look up a video and a map online. You can find it, but clo- Adam, close your eyes picture where you would normally go for the food trucks where you walk out of the convention center and then you're facing them yep turn around go back in the convention center to face card holla then while you're looking at card holla turn left and then just walk straight for the rest of your life until you find (laughs) the food trucks that's basically how you get to the new food truck area yeah, so it sounds like they're basically down kind of towards uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, for anybody who's going to Gen Con and you were like, oh boy, I can't wait for my food trucks, and then you don't see them there and you freak out, don't panic. The block party's still there. You just have to f- just follow what I just, just said. Look at Cartola, yeah. turn left, <laughs> walk straight forever. <laughs> then you'll see it. <laughs> Basically, that's all you have to do. Like, I, I saw somebody, you know, people were posting maps of, like, how to get there. And I was just like, oh, man, whatever. I'll figure it out. And then somebody posted a video. And all they did was basically just look at Card Hall, turn left, and then walk straight. And I was like, oh. And that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where it is. Okay. So, yeah, it was very simple. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah. And, Matt, you've already kind of picked up on the vibe, but uh, once we, we're a Legion podcast, but once we start talking about Gen Con, uh, we're out the door. We're, oh, we're, we're no longer a Legion podcast. Now we're just talking about whatever board games make us happy. So <laughs> um, we've already got a schedule of full events that we're excited to do. Um, we're, you know, we got our Legion in. We're going to get our Zinvaded in. Have either of you played or heard mm-hmm. of Zinvaded? I have not played it. It looks like a lot of fun. It is a ton of fun. So, Adam, for you, and I've anyone who's listened to this podcast has heard this speech a million times because we mentioned <laughs> it. Like, every, Gen Con always gets like one or two episodes talked about it, in which in which case Zinvaden gets brought up twice. So does Funkoverse. So that'll be next. Uh, mm. But 
Zinvaded is a one-to-one scales minigame where you play with alien, uh, little, little alien insect soldiers that play on your actual tabletop. So there's no terrain for this game. They battle in the oh, real world. Oh, it's so, it's so much fun. <laughs> definitely That's go awesome. check it out. <laughs> I definitely will. That sounds like fun. It is hilarious. And the best part is it's very, uh, it's very, it's described as a very beer and pretzels game. So it is very casual fun, like not meant to be, uh, competitively taken whatsoever. So, their first event is Thursday, right when Legion wraps up. And that's what they did last year, too. So I literally go from playing three games of, like, getting sweaty, playing Legion, getting, you know, getting mentally exhausted with how, uh, how, hard, I'm trying to, how hard I'm trying to win or how well we're trying to do. And then I turn around and go play Zinvaded. And I'm just like, oh, a miniature skirmish game where I'm just completely shutting my brain off and having fun. <laughs> Like you can go, you can go oh, smooth sorry. brain and have to- and just have a <laughs> great fun with with Zinvaded. Um, and actually, yeah. I've and now it's been it's finally been announced, so I can finally talk about it. There was a Kickstarter for Zinvaded's newest thing, where one of the tiers of the uh, of the Kickstarter, the high, like the highest tier of the Kickstarter, was you got to actually make a figure for the game. Uh, and they Ooh. would add it to the game. So me and another guy bought it pretty much instantly when that Kickstarter started that morning. Yeah. Like, by noon, it was they, both both of them were gone. Uh, and they would have been gone sooner had I not like slept in that day. But um, <laughs> me and another guy were both like, oh, yeah, we want to we've been waiting for this. We want to make a mini for this game. So um, one of the factions in the game you know, you've got the two, there's two sides, you know, fighting a civil war and then, and they're supposed to be like, they're called the Zen. They're supposed to be these like featureless, not featureless, but like characterless drones of people of like the personality. There's not supposed to have any personality. They're just supposed to be bred for war. They're this commanding conquering race. Uh, oh. Some of them break off from the pack and they find things in like human pop culture that they just like lose themselves in. Like they just latch onto it. They just idolize this and then they, they make it their whole personality and they're called mercs. So they fight for any side. Uh, and then they, they have all this character and all this personality and they'll fight for whatever sides, you know, paying them more or doing whatever they want. As as mercs do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for example, you've got one of them who's all dressed in blue and red and he has this penny that he's like, kitted out with this bumper shield on the outside of it and has a Z on his head and he names himself Captain Zamerica. And he's uh and, he, and he's basically just a little insect Captain America who can play as the leader in your squad. And uh he has Captain America inspired uh leadership abilities and all sorts of great stuff and it's a ton of fun. So the model that I made, I finally get to I've been waiting for him to like formally show it off or announce it so I could finally talk about it. Um, is, uh, I got, I got, I got our in, I got our star Wars in guys. Uh, I made a four armed, heavily armored bounty hunter with a Z visor named Zoba Fez. Boba Fett's is invaded now. <laughs> and the model looks great. <laughs> That's so, awesome. And they're re- and they're going to be ready for Gen Con. So, I mean, definitely, uh, or at, uh, in case they're not for sale yet, I'll say they're, there will be models of them done 
for Gen Con. Maybe he's just showing them off, but definitely go check those out. That's something I'm uh, I'm very much looking forward to getting my hands on them. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking up this game now. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, check it out online. <laughs> it's, it, it exists. It looks great. Um, it's super underrated. Like I, I tell people all the time, you know, no one hears about this game enough. And then when they do, they fall in love with it instantly. So, I mean, like, I think it just needs to get talked about more. That's the only thing. But Heck yeah, uh, unmatched is one that I, Matt, you were talking about earlier. I haven't bought into yet, but I really want to, but mm. right now I'm playing Funkoverse, which is basically Funko's unmatched. Right. Just with all the IPs they have in their disposal in their repertoire, they've got access to all these things. They still have to. I I, I think they still have to go through a thing to in order to get characters yeah. in there. But I do licensing yeah, and all that. Yeah, they still have to do another set of licensing. It's not like oh, if there's a Funko pop of it, they can they can make it 100. percent They still have to do another thing with it. But um, right, there's a crazy roster of characters in Funkoverse that I love pairing together, and that and that same thing happens in Unmatched. You know, you could have what Deadpool fighting King Arthur or something like the crazy, some crazy fight like that. But, um, in Funkoverse, you know, you can have Betty white Batman and the T-Rex from Jurassic park teaming up together to fight, uh, Captain America and, uh, who else is in the game? Captain America and Jack Skellington and Alice from (laughs) Alice in Wonderland. You know, that can be a game. That could be those right. those three v three with those characters. I love the stories that you can tell from that game. So I mean, like we're we're playing that again this year. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be exciting. And then uh, Funko's also got a bunch of new games that are debuting at Gen Con, and ones that just came out this year. You know, Star Wars Champions. I, I think it's no Star Wars Rivals is what it's called. But that's a new Funko Star Wars game that I'm excited to try. And then they've got. My girlfriend's excited to try Scream. Scream is getting its own game where uh, where you where you can actually get uh, called by Ghostface. They got the guy who does the Ghostface voice to voice act for the game, and he actually calls you on your phone. It's super. I'm super excited to try that. It's gonna be really fun. Yeah, I'm surprised if they're actually like make it work like that. You know, um, oh, yeah. actually have you call. Yeah, I, I think cool. there's probably an app or something that you got to download, so it's so it's like course, calling yeah. you. But I see, but they show the image of uh of 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 like the swipe to accept kind of screen with ghost face on it, and it's like, oh no, <laughs> you're like looking at that, like, oh no. <laughs> uh, so so I can't wait to see how that gets played. Yeah. Uh, any other any other games or events you guys are looking to looking to do, or anything else you wanna you wanna do before we uh, we probably wrap here. Uh, yeah, so I know Lorcana is one that looks like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. My wife is a huge, huge Disney nerd. Yeah. Uh, so she saw that, and that's something that, you know, I don't know that I'll get involved with kind of a TCG at the local, you know, like o- organized play store level or anything, mm-hmm. but it'd be nice to kind of collect, and, and her and I could play that. And so she's, so that looks great. You know, it's a trading card game, all Disney characters. Um, which is just straight up her alley. So yeah, that one looked very interesting. I've heard a lot of talk about people getting excited for Lorcana, so you'll have I'll have to I'll have to follow that. Yeah, how, hopefully I'll see if I can squeak a demo in, but I'm my hopes are very small for that. It, <laughs> it seemed like they would pulled out pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> that, that makes sense. 
But it's Gen Con. Anything's possible. That's right. It, miracles happen. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, well, there's... Oh, go ahead. I was say uh, part of what I like about Gen Con is finding all this new stuff. I don't have anything I'm like, particularly excited about, but like I've been taking notes right now. I've written down all three of these. <laughs> that I'm gonna I'm gonna go check them out and see everything. Yeah. That's kind of my favorite part about Gen Con is just finding new stuff like that. It's gonna That's, be great. Yeah, and I've got a couple buddies who this is their first year going. Um, mm. tr- uh, my girlfriend's dad is also coming with us this year, and this is and he just because he's heard. He listens to the he listens to the cast and he's been listening to like our Gen Con adventures and he's like I want to go to this like he was just like straight up like hey I want to go to this like can I go <laughs> can we can we can we make this whole thing so yeah uh, I'm excited I'm excited for that you know and most of it's just gonna be if the, I mean like if you ever go if this is like your first time going to Gen Con or even if it's not and you don't have anything scheduled like you can still have an absolute blast of a weekend because you can you know. Even if you're not, if you're going with friends, you can tag along with friends to events and you can just have a blast with them. And if you're not, you can just literally walk around and stumble into the most amazing game that you would have never found, uh, you know, shopping online or walking through your game store. You can just stumble into a demo and be like, oh, hey, I'm playing this and it's amazing and I love it. Yeah, you could literally buy a four day pass for Gen Con and not even do everything, even if you're there like day and night, the entire time that everything's open, there's a good chance you wouldn't even get through like half the stuff because there's just so much going on. The vendor hall is so intense, you can get lost in there and never yeah. get out. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have friends that went in that went into the vendor hall and, and I've never just seen never them again. came out. Never came out. <laughs> so yeah. yep. If this is your if this is your first or not or or far from it. Uh, Gen Con, uh, you're gonna go have fun if you go. So definitely, definitely make the trip out. Otherwise, friends, I think uh, I think we've arrived at our destination. I'll turn you over for the credits you're worth, and uh, I'm sure you're gonna break out of whatever <laughs> containment they'll have. So I, I trust we'll I trust we'll run into each other again. Oh yeah, absolutely. Probably here in a few days. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably say, if I see you at Gen Con, I'll know you broke out. So uh, excellent work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Matt Evans and Adam Slaver, anything you want to anything you want to push or uh, any? I, I know you guys have a cast. You want to you want to plug right? You want to you want to plug? Yeah. Real quick? Yeah. So you can you can find Garrison Talks uh, either on the Legion Discord. You can find us on Spotify and also on YouTube. Um, and we are sometimes on Podbean as well. Sometimes. So, sometimes. Sometimes. Depend if you're feeling fancy. That's right. Depends <laughs> on how fancy. Uh, Adam, anything you wanna anything you wanna plug? I mean, all he's got, all we've got going on right now is Garrison Talks on our YouTube because hopefully, hopefully, actually, um, over on our YouTube, we're hoping to stream some Invader League games and whatnot. Uh, yeah, eventually, other stuff like that. So, well, um, was actually one of those ready, and it should be up soon. Um, we've got some articles as well on our website at IndianapolisGarrison.com, um, and so yeah, you can kind of check out what we're doing and kind of stay tuned to. Our neck of the woods. Brian was going to join us tonight, but he had an invader game. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have been here too. Yeah. <laughs> so, hope you won, Brian. <laughs> I don't know who he was playing. Maybe I want to root for the other guy. I don't know. But right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. But yep, yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap there. I hope everybody had a dice time. Until next time. 
I'm Ben Jetron. That's Matt Evans. And that's Adam Slaver. They're all here. We are here. Go out and make today even better. See you next time.